0: I didn't want to go to art school because I didn't want people to tell me how to do my art.
1: Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. So I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey everyone! Welcome back to The Lavenderette Lifestyle. It's Eileen. So today's episode is a treat for you because we have a fellow, Lavi Love, who is coming onto the show. She is an artist and she was actually featured in my Dream Life series on YouTube, if you saw that. She's in the last episode, the Dream Life series wrap-up, where she is one of the success stories. So I love that she actually took the initiative to reach out to me to ask to come on the podcast. And I really appreciate when people take initiative and do things like that. And of course, after like watching her videos, I thought she was super creative and I really admire her work, so I was like, "Oh my god, yes, come on my show." So, Nomi is an experimental audiovisual artist based in Dallas, Texas. When she isn't making digital illustrations, playing tourist everywhere she goes with her camera or creating videoscapes, she's a full-time student studying computer science at her 9 to 5 web developer job. Hi Nomi, welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle. Hi Eileen. thank you so
0: much for having me on.
1: I'm so excited to talk to you and as I was saying before we started the call, I love your art and I think it's so beautiful. You're a great illustrator and it's so purely creative and I I just love that. It's very inspiring for me. I want to ask, were you always creative? What inspired you to dive into like video and art?
0: Okay, I I would say that I was always creative when I was young, I would watch my mom draw she's always been the artistic one and I remember like just sitting on our balcony together with my mom and she's just like doing live sketching of these plants on our balcony and I would just think that was the coolest thing ever so that's what kind of led me to picking up the pencil and then I did traditional illustration for most of like my elementary middle school but then started to get interested in like digital illustration, and out of nowhere, one of my uncles was nice enough to gift me a tablet, mm, and that nice. led me into my digital illustration. And then I've always loved just kind of like pushing my boundaries. So videos started to like pique my interest as well. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, is it because you love watching YouTube that you started making videos of your own?
0: I think actually what really drew me into making videos were music videos specifically. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I remember like in my high school days, just being floored by like K-pop music videos.
1: Oh, that's not embarrassing. (laughs) And it's, like, such a huge trend now that it's cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. But, like, it's just all the cinematography is so beautiful. And I love, like, holistically what they do, like, for the set, the costumes, Mm -hmm. the makeup and stuff, and the choreography, of course. So, yeah, yeah, that's actually one of my big creative bucket list item dreams is to one day... to make a K-pop video? not necessarily K-pop, but, like, definitely make a music video that's more than it's more than what I've been doing now because oh, yeah. I know like when you say music video the term itself is very vague because it could be as simple as like mm-hmm. oh just put lyrics to some images right mm-hmm. to as complicated as like having an entire production team yeah
1: like a mini movie yeah
0: exactly and that's what I want to aim for
1: oh awesome <laughs> so The work that you're doing now, is it related to your creative
0: side? I'm just curious. Oh, like my professional work? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So professionally, I'm a web developer, so I code. And it's actually the back-end stuff. So this is not really the stuff that you see when you go to the website. The the stuff that I deal with is more of like Mm -hmm. data processing. Whenever you enter information into a form Mm -hmm. and you hit submit, like what happens to your data afterwards is what I deal with. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I actually decided to do back-end, as this is called, as opposed to front-end, because I was dabbling in HTML, CSS, all that front-end code since, like, elementary school, and I'm actually a bit tired of it now.
1: Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. That's really cool, though, that you're good at doing the back-end, as well as, like, you could do the front-end if you wanted, because you're so visual.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely nice to have, because I think having that visual design eye allows me to work better with designers and understanding and collaborating with them, honestly.
1: Yeah. So I want to hear more about, I guess, your coming of age story with art, because like what made you decide to study what you studied and you know what I mean and keep art as just like your art
0: okay yeah let's back up a little bit and say that for the longest time I told everyone that I was going to become a doctor but (laughs) I feel like you probably can feel me on this Eileen this was as like very cliche Asian backstory was the desire of my parents and I honestly had no Mm. issues studying science like I actually enjoyed it but as I started Started shadowing doctors and then working in wet research labs, I kind of realized that I just don't have the personality for it. It was just, I don't know, especially being a doctor, I think you need to have a very specific type of personality, like one that's really optimistic, because mm. you're going to be constantly faced with, you know, patients who are coming to you with their problems. And If you can't continue every day being able to like smile and, you know, receive these problems and, you know, just continue with your life while you're handling all these other people's problems. Yeah, so a lot of pressure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So as I realized that that wasn't actually what I wanted to do, but I've always enjoyed art, there was also like some weird feelings because I didn't want to go to art school. Okay. I didn't mind studying. I didn't want to go to art school because I didn't want people to tell me how to do my art. Ah,
1: <laughs> yeah, Spoken like a true artist. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: so there was like a lot of resistance to it. I graduated with a degree in molecular biology, but then I didn't really want to pursue. I didn't want to work in a research lab. I didn't want to do any of that. I, I even tried teaching. Honestly, I got certified to teach high school science, but mm. also didn't really like the public school environment. Mm -hmm. So I had this gap year post-graduation where I was trying to figure out like, okay, I have this degree in biology, but I don't really want to do anything In that field, I just study, like, what the heck am I supposed to do now? Do I go back to school for art? Even though I'd been pretty resistant to it all this time. Mm -hmm. That gap year was a year where I, like, ended up traveling a lot, meeting a lot of different people. And because, I think because I waited that long, eventually near the end of my gap year, I saw this ad on Instagram for a local coding boot camp. And I thought to myself, like... Wait, mm-hmm. actually, I did want to study computer science when I was in college, but I didn't. I don't know why I didn't, but like I did it and it was actually one of my life regrets. So uh-huh. that's how I made the switch into where yeah. I am now. But the crazy thing was like during that gap year, the reason why I think I started seeing ads for coding boot camps was because one of my fr- really good friends, Jill, she actually hooked me up with her friends who were developing a mobile video game Ah. and they needed illustrators. So I was just creating art assets for them. And yeah, so during this time while I was doing that with them, we had conversations, like very light conversations about what they were doing on the coding side. And then I mentioned like, oh, I I wish I could code or I wish I could help you because I don't really understand what you're doing. Right. And I think that's, I think that's how Google kind of picked up that I was interested in coding and started playing all those Mm -hmm. ads at me. you know.
1: (laughs) Honestly, Nomi, I love your entire story. There's so much like inspiration and knowledge that we can grab from this because you thought you wanted to be a doctor, studied molecular biology, graduated with that degree. And a lot of people who take a route like that and don't want to be, doctors they feel stuck like they feel like oh my god I have this degree I can't do anything else like I have to do this and they feel like cornered but you actually were brave enough to like step back and you know try some other things and see where else you can go and then you took this boot camp that led you to your job now I think that's so cool oh thanks (laughs) Yeah, and the fact that you do your art on the side and it's amazing. There's so many things that I love about your story. And I hope you can understand why. Because there are so many people out there who are like you. I was like you. After graduating, you feel stuck and you're like, what the heck do I do with my degree? It's just uplifting to know that it doesn't matter. Even if you've graduated, you just took a boot camp and you got a job from just that boot camp. Like you don't need to always go to college for what you want to do. Even for what I do, you don't need to go to college. <laughs>
0: and I love agreed. my job. Yeah, I yeah, completely agree. And I've heard your story too, Eileen. And I think it's so awesome that you explored so many different paths. And I think everyone should try to explore as many different paths as they can because you just you just yeah. never know, right? Like I, I studied molecular biology. I did I had a neuroscience degree on the side, and then mm-hmm. I also was certified to teach high school science. Like I just tried it just to see, you know, you never know. I enjoyed like yeah. one-on-one tutoring. Maybe I would like being in front of a classroom. Turns out I didn't, <laughs> but you know, I wouldn't have known. And yeah, totally. the, Yeah, and like the whole reason why I was interested in computer science was because of this one computer science course I took in tenth grade. And the whole reason why I picked that course, you're gonna laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's such like an Asian move to make, but I had overheard from a classmate that they were going to take this computer science elective, and they were taking it because it was one of the very few electives that give you a higher GPA average oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I decided that I would take this thing to I had no idea what the heck computer yeah. science was at that point and it, it was like by far one of the most difficult classes I've ever taken including college and yet mm-hmm. I left that class still loving what I had learned and I think that speaks to something like when you find something challenging but still enjoy it yeah. I think that's when you know that there's something there oh yeah. definitely
1: it's tells you something, you never know what it is that you enjoy doing until you try it. Even if you think you might enjoy something, you don't know until you do it. And I like that you thought you would like teaching, but it turns out that you didn't. I I feel like we all have to do like, we have to experience things like that.
0: Exactly. And I'm curious,
1: because you have such like a varied background in all these different things in science and like computer science, does that show in your artwork? Or does your art inspiration show into like your work how how does everything
0: overlap well the way that i see it is well i view myself as an artist first and so i approach everything mm-hmm. in my life with like an artistic eye and what i mean by art is honestly I believe that art elevates your life, and so that could be something that's, like, visually appealing, but it could also be, like, a beautiful user experience. So when I code, if I can code in a way Mm -hmm. that's, like, very efficient and very easy to use for both the user and then my fellow programmers, if they have to go in and look at at my code, I think that is also, like, a form of art. So that's kind of how I, like, tie everything together, but also I kind of like the separation in my work and like my hobby like I kind of on one hand I see myself as like a hardcore coding hobbyist because I kind of view going to work as like going to school I go there to learn this thing because I enjoy it and then I kind of think of my artwork which I do right now Mm. not for profit like (laughs) I'm not making any money on it as like my job
1: oh you think of art as your job and your work as your hobby. Yeah. Can you tell
0: me a little bit more why? I think because with coding and everything, I'm still and quite junior. Like, right now, I've been doing it professionally for, like, almost two years, not quite. And when I go into my professional job, I feel like I'm just learning. Of course, I feel like I'm learning with my art, too. But in that case, I look to everyone else as, like, mentors. I'm like, Mm. okay, I I need to listen to you because you have more experience than I do. But when it comes to my art, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's part of me. Like, I've been an artist basically my entire life. And so when I think of the word job, like, oh, I'm doing work, Mm -hmm. my artwork, and I come home and I do my artwork, even though I don't make money off of it.
1: I see what you're saying. It sounds like art is like the most important commitment you have in your life. Like even though you're not making money, you still show up. And in that sense, it's like a job. It's like your life's job. Exactly. Is that what you're going say? Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. <laughs>
0: and and I think too, I had heard somewhere that the term job is actually a relatively new term in, in the timeline mm-hmm. of like human existence because not too long ago people didn't really have jobs in the way that we define it in the modern world because you were the person who like forged weapons or Mm. you were the king's guard you know like yeah yeah, sure it's like it's your job but no like you are you actually are (laughs) that right so I guess that's what I think of myself as like that's why it's my job but it actually is me like yeah (laughs) because you
1: identify as an artist first exactly Mm. So where do you normally draw your creative inspiration from?
0: Oh my gosh, from everywhere. From movies, from books, from like random packaging at the grocery store. If I see like beautiful packaging, I'll Mm -hmm. like whip out my phone and take a picture of it. Websites, music, video games, all of it. I I don't think there's anything like in particular. But I do know there are a few like artists that I do kind of go back to but not specifically because their art informs mine but more because I'm so drawn to what they've achieved Mm -hmm. with their art so Miyazaki and the like film world their art and what they've done doesn't exactly inform like my art style it doesn't really reflect theirs but I'm just really inspired by by everything that they've put into their their work yeah exactly and what they've made out of it And then, of course, like, Wes Anderson, which everyone Mm. also knows. But I love that he's kind of a rebel (laughs) in the movie industry.
1: Cool. What has been the proudest work that you've created?
0: Oh, this is a really difficult question because I feel like all of my really big projects, I love all of them for different reasons. Mm. But definitely my favorite ones, my top favorite ones, were the ones that I completed with other people. Mm -hmm. So... Most recently, I would say... The Art of Travel, which I think you have watched, yeah, right? Yeah, right, I Annie? think so. Yeah, so that one, I really enjoyed that one because I went on a trip to New Mexico with my best friend from high school, Angela, and when we went on that trip, I was like, okay, let's make this like our little art retreat. So we're, <laughs> we're gonna go and just kind of like chill in New Mexico, do this road trip, but then also at the back of our minds start thinking about an art project that we can extract from this and so we came back from the trip and then started, like, discussing, oh, how can we, what what will we make from all the footage that we collected? And along the way, while we were still trying to figure out a theme and everything, I had randomly discovered that one of my other friends, Del, uh, produced music, which she... Kept kind of like on the down low, I guess, because I didn't know this until one day she randomly was like, "Oh, I'm gonna head over back to Austin to play a live show," and I was like, "What?" Oh. <laughs> she, was like, like, Wait, what? <laughs> she was like, "What?" She was like, "Oh, uh, oh yeah, I'm DJing," and I, I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on." Anyways, out of that conversation, I was like, "I would love it if you would if you would make music, custom music for one of my videos one day. If you have any interest." Of course, I, I wouldn't want to like put you in yeah. a position that you wouldn't enjoy. And she was interested and so out of nowhere she like joined our team and it was like the first time where I worked with more than one other person on a highly complex project and the was res- mm-hmm. and we were able to complete the project and I and we were all like pretty happy with the result yeah. I would say. So that was that was a huge like victory for me because I think not only is it hard to just work with one other person but then having to like manage multiple personalities mm-hmm. and multiple ideas that gets more complicated
1: and then how long does it take to finish a work like that when you're collaborating with those like two friends
0: I haven't done enough to say oh this is the average I mean how long did that one take <laughs> <laughs> okay well we t- we actually went on that trip together last November around Thanksgiving and then mm-hmm. we didn't really start working on it until like new year's of this year mm-hmm. and then we finished it about, like, two and a half months later, so... It was, uh, it was really intense because we were meeting like three times a week just over Skype, wow. yeah. So many revisions. Wow,
1: that's so cool. <laughs> I watched your videos. It seems like you have a lot of creative friends. I mean, how did you meet all of them? Like, <laughs> I'm just curious how you meet all <laughs> these people you collaborate with.
0: Okay, I think a lot of them came from YouTube. Yeah, after I started making- and how? Yeah, yeah, so after I started making videos on YouTube, it allowed me to connect with these other creatives, right? And then I started traveling a lot and so I would just like go and visit these friends and just basically Aww. like bum off their couch and then and then we would that's like so fun. yeah and then we would like make a video together like I remember I visited my friend Christina in Delaware and we made um, K-pop I watched inspired that. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I did I just watched it today <laughs> I look today. back on it and I'm like uh, I'm proud but then there are also like cringy parts <laughs>
1: that shows that you've grown yeah yep. that's i think that's so cool it seems like you come into creation with like an open mind and you attract people who are similar to you who are willing to do these projects together with you that sounds so much fun i think i have to learn from that because i'm kind of like it's hard for me to collaborate i'm just so used to doing everything myself and it's yeah i don't know i I admire what you do
0: it's really it it is really hard because you have to be vulnerable you have to Mm -hmm. admit like that you can't do everything um and that and that whomever you're working with have skills that that you don't have that will better the project Mm -hmm. so it is really difficult yeah
1: totally let's take a break with our sponsor blinkist if you're like me you have a huge list of books you want to read and it's always expanding it feels like you'll never get to finish reading all of them well our sponsor blinkist has you covered Blinkist is an app that takes thousands of best-selling nonfiction books and distills them down to their most impactful elements, so you can listen and learn in under 15 minutes, all on your phone. I love listening to Blinkist in my free time. I like creating tags for topics so I can listen to different things depending on my mood, for example, creativity, business, psychology, or health. The huge library on Blinkist features timeless classics like Getting Things Done by David Allen to current Amazon bestsellers like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, two of my favorite books. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash to start your free 7-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash to start your free 7-day trial. You can cancel anytime. Again, that's Blinkist.com slash lavender. So where do you hope to take your art in the future? Do you have any goals for your art? Or is it just like a, long, a lifelong self-expression?
0: So I have like a few things on my creative bucket list. One of them, which I've already mentioned, is like yeah. eventually make a music video with a legit production team that millions of people will watch mm. <laughs> or something. I don't know yeah. if that's uh, too high yeah. in the sky, but whatever. I'm just going to put it out there. Other ones mm-hmm. that I would like to do include... This is like a really minor thing. I don't know why, but I would love to like illustrate for a children's storybook at some point. I just think that children's book mm. illustrations are really fun and I would like to try.
1: Oh, I think so, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then also to... Okay, if it comes back to me, I'll I'll bring it back up. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, you let me know. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I know that you're also very into personal growth. So I just wanted to ask, like, what techniques or things that have you picked up that have impacted your life the most?
0: I think within, like, the past year or so, journaling has been Mm. huge. And you have been, like, one of the reasons why I started journaling so intensely. And it was because, like, shortly after I started my career, I was like, okay, I figured out, like, the professional job stuff that I'm supposed to figure out whatever. Now that I have that kind of just scheduled into my day uh, I should start figuring out how to bring art back into my life. Mm -hmm. And when I started to do that I didn't really know how to manage and balance my time. There was like A very short period where I thought that I should try to release a video a week, which for me is like (laughs) insanity. It's
1: a lot. (laughs) Yeah, you put so much work into your videos, so I couldn't.
0: I couldn't put that much work into my video when I'm like trying to release once a week, right? I was able to keep it up for one month, Mm. but that was like the most miserable month of my life. Honestly, I actually came out of it like super depressed. Yeah, because, (laughs) because yeah, because the videos weren't up to like my standard because Mm -hmm. I had no time to actually like put in enough work for them to be up to my standard Mm -hmm. and then I was sacrificing like all my time outside of work uh, into making these videos which meant I couldn't like hang out with my family Mm -hmm. I couldn't take care of chores and after going through that I was just like I need to do something about figuring out time management figuring out like my emotional state and so I started journaling and at the beginning Mm -hmm. It wasn't really that much. All I did was I made like a tracker for myself in my agenda. And that tracker was like, I just listed five of the most important things I wanted to work on in my life for that month. And then, and then tracking my mood to see like, oh, how often did I work on these things? And how did my mood correlate to the frequency of when I worked on these things? And slowly over time, on top of the tracker, I started to like give, allow myself space in my journal to actually do some free free writing, or what's that called? Like where you just like stream of consciousness. Yeah,
1: stream of consciousness writing. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. and that's helped. That's helped a lot to be able to just put my thoughts down on paper.
1: Yeah. Do you still journal in that way or do you journal like with other techniques? Just curious.
0: Oh, no, I I think I just leave myself pages in, in my agendas to just whenever I feel the need to like think about something on paper to just give myself the space and time to like write it down. Mm-hmm.
1: So Awesome. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing how like the more you journal, the more you dig within and you're like, oh my God, that's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> like exactly. you don't know until you write it down. Yes. Yeah. So do you have any other like daily rituals or habits that you do in your lifestyle?
0: I would say besides that tracking thing, I've I would say that to balance my work between my professional work and my artwork, I created this sort of schedule where like immediately after I get off of work, I'll come home and give myself two to three hours every day to do something to help further my my creative mm-hmm. endeavors. So, I at the beginning of the week, I write down everything that I need to do for my uh. creative endeavors. So, actually, as of right now, I finally finished my newest videoscape that I had, like that took six months to make, wow. and so I'm in the middle of like try- trying to create all like the promotional assets for it. And so mm-hmm. for the next two weeks, every day after work, I'm gonna come home and like create the thumbnail for that video, create like the associated mm-hmm. Instagram post that I want to go with it, uh, so on and so forth, yeah. and. Having that schedule really helps because it goes along with that idea of like putting a little bit in every day, right? So yeah. every just like every day I put in about like two to three hours and I typically only do this like Monday through Thursday. So at most mm-hmm. I I only put in like maybe ten hours a week.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but I love that so much because a lot of people find it hard to stick to like a hobby or create something outside of their job but you really have to like you said schedule time daily to like work on it it doesn't matter if it's only like two hours a day that's better than zero hours a day you know and yeah. at least you're consistent about it too which is cool yeah and then another thing that i'm a little bit jealous of is that you can allow yourself more freedom to like actually put your heart into creating at your own pace yeah like You know what I mean? Because as a YouTuber, like what you were saying earlier about like making a video a week, like YouTubers do get burnt out because you're creating on a schedule. But when art is not your job you have so much freedom to like be like well I'll spend as long as I want on this thumbnail in order to make it right yeah
0: or, no I know completely what I mean? understand what you mean because there was a short period of my life where I was like maybe I'll become a youtuber because then I can work for myself but then I very quickly realized that even under that circumstance you don't really work for yourself because you're you're gonna be working for like the sponsors that will be yeah paying you. yeah and and your you're audience, working for exactly.
1: your audience no your audience yeah. is your your boss mm-hmm. it's hard yeah so there's there's pros and cons to everything is what i'm saying <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so do you have any advice for young aspiring artists out there
0: Okay, this is going to be a pretty general advice that can apply to everything, just like even outside of art. And it's actually the theme of my latest Mm -hmm. videoscape, so I'm like super passionate about this. But basically, things take time and that's okay. I think Mm -hmm. when you're young, you live life like so quickly, you don't even realize the potential of, of like time. I don't think I'm expressing this correctly, mm-hmm. but essentially I remember thinking like, oh, if I can't like learn Mandarin fluency within one year, then I'm going to be an absolute failure because like, yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> one year is like plenty of time, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, if you can't do it in one year, then you, you suck. Um, yeah. but, but then like only now I, I finally hired a, a Mandarin tutor, but like we're getting to the point where in conversation my mandarin tutor keeps telling me like wow you're learning so fast like it's incredible you pick up words so quickly and I'm Mm -hmm. like teacher I've been learning for like eight years only now do I have like the foundation that allows me to start picking up new words faster and and (laughs) like it's like eight years like wow when I was younger if you told my younger self like oh you need to like continue studying this for the rest of your life before you could reach like like proficiency I think I would have been quite depressed but now
1: of course but now
0: I'm like you know what it's totally fine like Mm -hmm. you know I'm still young and you're only as old as like you allow yourself to be mentally and so Yeah, don't be discouraged if your art skills, your singing skill, your dancing Mm -hmm. skill, whatever it is, isn't there yet. So long as you're passionate about it and you enjoy doing it, I think that's the biggest thing. Know that things take time. Just keep working on it and things will work out. Yeah,
1: no, I love that advice so much. Things take time and that's okay and another thing I this reminds me of is this quote I heard we overestimate what we can accomplish in one year but we underestimate what we can accomplish in 10 years oh my
0: gosh that was exactly the quote that I had put in my video right after right after oh my (laughs) my god it was like the ending quote like right after I put like at the end of the video it says things take time and that's okay and then right after that I have that quote quote. (laughs) exactly from Bill Gates I think (laughs) because when I
1: first heard that quote it blew my mind I'm like oh my god that's so true because we're all so impatient we give ourselves like one year to succeed and make this work and if it doesn't work then like we're a failure like yeah I get that because I was like that too (laughs) great advice
0: I think it's part of like growing up too like realizing Mm -hmm. that you know your life isn't really that well you
1: know what it might also be the way that our education system raises us that like every year we we change grades, like your first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. And if in one year you haven't moved on to the next grade, you're like, wait, what the heck? Did I just like fall back? Am I, am I the one that's slow? Right? Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: You actually make a really good point. Actually. Mm -hmm. I've never thought of it like that.
1: It's a every year, like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and then, and then life. And then you're like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Like we feel
1: like every year we should be Moving up. I mean, of course we're gonna improve little by little, but in life there those markers, the benchmarks are not the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Yeah.
1: All right, so now I'm gonna end with some rapid fire questions, which is something I'm new that I'm doing for this season. <gasps> okay. <laughs> to answer with whatever comes to mind. First question, what does your dream life look like?
0: Okay, I think in my dream life I would have all my financial stuff like personal finances figured out and I would be making like oh, this is, this might sound really high in the sky as well but like making 100k a year minimum just through like passive income Ooh, yeah. and then go, i can <laughs> and then i can just make art and like code for fun if i wish and yes. and i would travel the world and collaborate with creatives all around the world So if you listener out there or just anyone wants to collaborate, hit me up.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that. And you're already basically living part of that dream life. Like you're collaborating (laughs) with creatives all around the world. It's just a matter of like letting the financials get there. Yeah, that's my goal, too, to like not have to work for work, but just work for fun. Like, yeah, yeah. What is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody?
0: Okay, so my favorite right now is How to Seal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. Have you read it?
1: I have. It's yeah, a Yeah, it's one. really
0: short, but, like, I feel yeah. like a lot... I just remember, like, flipping through it at a coffee shop was how I initially found it, and you know how the pages have, like, these diagrams and, like, doodles and stuff? Like, mm-hmm. every page I flipped yeah. to, I was like, oh, my gosh, this speaks to my soul. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> every yeah, single exactly. one.
0: And then I had to, like, go and buy it for myself, Aww. obviously, afterwards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> cool. What is one habit or activity that has changed your life?
0: Okay. Okay, definitely the journaling and the the tracker that I had made for myself. So if there are areas in your life that you want to work on and you want to like figure out how to kind of manage your time and what you should split your time between to figure out realistically when you would be like how to make yourself happy, definitely make like a tracker because I figured out that like I need a minimum of three social interaction a week, but if I have more than that, then I get sad because I don't have enough time to create art.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Best life or career advice you've ever gotten?
0: Just let your career work itself out to be whatever it should be, because you just you'll just never know I've listened to enough people's like background stories about like where they started when they went to school and then how they ended up where they are and the roads are crazy you just you just don't know and so be ready for it and don't be sad if you're not there yet wherever there is
1: yeah I would say keep an open mind because you won't know where you're going to end up, but just enjoy the journey. Exactly. Like figuring it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay, last question is, well, not a question. Finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is...
0: Okay. <laughs> the most amazing <laughs> part about life is the way that we can influence it through our own interpretation. Okay. Can you go deeper into that? <laughs> i think it has to do with like perspective right just like it could just be a flower it could just no it could just be a weed on the sidewalk but it could be a flower if you like pick a bunch of them together it could be a bouquet it's the situation is like whatever you make it to be um, so yeah i know that there are like hard and bad times in life but you could also turn them into lessons which which would be difficult but you know, life is what you make it to be.
1: I love that answer so much. It really is all about perspective. And I try to have more of like a lighthearted sense now. Like as I get older, I try to take things less seriously. So even if there's like a problem or like just something that's average and boring, like you try to make it interesting or see how this is like, I don't know, positive in some way. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. No. No use, like living through life like all grumpy or sad exactly
1: like there's definitely something funny about your problems too (laughs) like if you choose to laugh about it that that's also healing in a way Mm, agreed awesome so where can we find you online nomi okay
0: you can find me on youtube and instagram as pictures spelled p-i-q-u-e T-U-R-E-S. Pictures.
1: And we'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much, Nomi. This was so much fun talking to you.
0: Yeah, you too. I felt like this was a really long time coming. Conversation. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. I hope you guys liked that conversation with Nomi. I thought it was really refreshing because normally I have like experts in their fields on this podcast and while that is not a bad thing, I learn a lot from those conversations, I feel like with Nomi, it feels like I'm talking to a friend and I appreciate that she's an artist, but also I liked hearing about her journey in getting to where she is now with her coding job. How she literally tried just widely different things like science, wanting to be a doctor, and then a teacher and then coding and then she still has her art as a very serious commitment on the side. I think that's super cool and she is an artist of life. She's creating the life that she wants to live, something that works for her and she's learning along the way. So I also really, really liked her advice on how things take time and that's okay. I think we really touched on some interesting pieces in that part of the conversation. Like I realized while hearing her, I'm like, yeah, we've grown up you know, every year moving to a new grade. And maybe that makes us impatient for projects that take longer than a year to do because, I don't know, we've just never had the experience of working on long-term projects like that. But you can really accomplish a lot in three years, five years, ten years. You'll be amazed. I mean, just look back at your life. Three years ago, where were you? Five years ago, where were you? and yeah we underestimate the things we can accomplish in a large amount of time so don't be so impatient don't give too much pressure on yourself to like achieve something within 1 year or 6 months because you know things take time it might take longer than that and that's okay I also really enjoyed her reminder about perspective. How life is influenced by your lens and you can view it from whatever lens you choose. You choose your perspective on how you view certain life experiences and you can always look through a lens that's more positive, that's more optimistic. It doesn't mean you're like ignoring the bad. You're not avoiding the problems and the darkness. You're seeing it, but also seeing that that's not all there is. When there's a problem, that's not all there is in the world. It's not 100%. It's definitely part of it, but there's so many other interesting parts to look at or interesting ways to look at things. Sometimes, yes, you need hindsight (laughs) to be able to look at your challenges and problems in a more lighthearted way, but I mean, it is possible. So I'll leave it at that. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation, and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye! All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Next, make sure you check out the 2019 Artist of Life workbook and the Daily Planner by Lavender on my website lavender.com/shop. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at lavender where I have even more content for the Artist of Life. Sending you so much love. Bye.